Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. And I am Michael. And the Switch is five years old. It's officially... I cannot believe it. <laughs> it's officially middle-aged, according to what Nintendo keeps saying. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna... It's middle-aged. It's getting up there, you know? it's uh, it, it celebrated its birthday with me, so we both got to celebrate together. That's right. I and... always forget that it's on the same day as your birthday. <laughs> yeah, it's easy. Well, it should be easy to remember because of that reason. So we, sh- we share a birthday, whether you're a Nintendo fan or a Michael fan... <laughs> We share our birthday, so it's kind of cool. Yeah. But that was when I first got mine. When you got wait, when you got what? On my birthday. Oh, I got it when it came out. Mm, Nice little birthday gift. And it made me wonder, like, how is it? So I've I've been seeing a lot of people, and I think uh, who was it? Nintendo Life maybe did like a little uh, poll of their. you know, their crew over there and asked how their switches are holding up. And there's a lot of monsters out there in the world. I don't understand how people are breaking their switches so much. Mine is Gen 1, like OG switch, and it is completely fine. Nothing yeah. broken, nothing falling off. The little the little kickstand is still tight as can be. The little flap on the, the game uh, dock is fine. All of my vent plastic is in one, is in, there's a few scratches on the back just from in and out of the dock, but it's it's completely fine. I do only, not understand what people are doing. The only thing on mine, like the only thing that has scratches on my Switch are the Joy-Cons, which are, is that technically the Switch? Like, I don't know what we well, classify that because obviously Joy-Con drift and like my Y button seems to be not working all the time. So that's been irritating. But Do you only have one set of Joy-Cons? You've never gotten another set, right? No, I never got another set. Okay. So, I, I mean, would that's, like another you, set, but... Yeah, I mean, definitely. I have two, so I'm able to switch off and on occasionally, though I very rarely do. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm looking at it, I'm inspecting it. Uh, I do see, like I said, the back is very scratched from sliding it in and out of the dock. But the sides are also a little scratched. And I, I say scratched, I say more like scuffed more than anything yeah that's a lot of, of this is, is for me yeah and a lot of like on the edges of my joy con i can see some of the coloring wore off um and that's basically because it goes in and out of my satisfied grip a lot uh, and that's where it's yeah, worn I off have, on my switch i have uh, some like little like scratches on my joy cons from that as well especially on the right joy con hmm. um i have one pretty big scratch right next to the little kickstand mm-hmm. but i never use the kickstand the only time i use it is when i need to take my memory card out for whatever reason but other than that my switch and like there's like a piece of dog hair in the vent right now let me get that out but other than that it's fine like it's in really good shape now a part what i'm also thinking and wondering is I, mm-hmm. i'm curious what the listeners what their switches look like and as i'm looking mine over you know, the, since the day I got it, I've had a screen protector on it. So I think that Same helps. Same with me. Yeah. I never use the kickstand. So only when I switch, switch, uh, switched the, the what is it, SD mini or whatever it is whatever, that's in yeah. there, I switched it once. That was like the only time I've ever opened that up. Mm-hmm. And I keep it in that that satisfied grip. So I'm wondering if that's also helped keep it in better shape because the grip, you know, if I'm carrying, uh, if I'm carrying it around, it's in this grip. So it's always kind of protected. It's not sitting on anything. If it ever were to fall, at least this grip kind of could probably keep it solid. And when I travel, I always throw it in the case that came with the satisfied grip. So I I think a lot of people don't have cases. I, yeah. For me, when I got my Switch, it was the first thing. I was like, I need to get a case. And I taught, I mean, I carry mine everywhere. It's not yeah. like I, I don't go, I go everywhere. It's always in it. my bag. Yeah. Oh, so I man. definitely don't like baby it. It doesn't sit in a dock all the time. So when I was reading through some of the responses, I mean, like they're what? just what destroyed. Were you Oh, well, the back plastic is cracked. The game Jeez. thing has fallen off. The plastic on the vents is all completely gone. People were saying just a lot. Someone, somebody said the rail doesn't hold their Joy-Con anymore. Some had screws missing. Just a lot of stuff was torn up. And these people just, must be like taking their like to have a screw missing. 
That's I, you kind of be wild. throwing it around yeah. and kind of reckless with your stuff. I I mean I don't want to assume maybe they got a lemon. I don't really know, but I just find it yeah. so hard to believe the the range of destruction that people have their switches and yeah. you know here maybe I'm just very lucky. Maybe we are just very lucky and ours have held up very well. I don't know, but if there's people listening that want to tell us how their switches or send pictures, do that. Send it over to our Discord because I'm I'm really curious. What is going on out there? It's like, but think about it like phones smokes. too. Like, there are some people who just their life is like their screen is cracked all the time. They don't mm-hmm. work, they don't put a case on their phone, they don't care. They're like, oh, I have insurance on my phone, it doesn't matter. Where, like, me, it's like I have a nice case, I have a screen protector. I, yeah. like, you know, like, like I was saying, we make sure that we take care of our things because we need them to last as long as possible. And some people are just very haphazard and don't care. Like, they'll drop their phone three times a day and then. Like, oh, it's fine. I don't know. But it's interesting that uh that the range is out there. I'm curious to see yeah. what people think. Let us know. And I'm curious how everybody's is holding up. Now I don't use the satisfy grip near as much as I did when I first got it. I've just mm-hmm. been using my switch by itself. So the back of the switch is usually pretty matte, but there is spots where the pads of like my three outside fingers, I guess rub mm-hmm. against the back of the switch and that part is shiny so the left and right side of the back of my actual switch is are pretty shiny from just yeah, being I have, worn i have two spots like that yeah. and it's the little on my joy cons right under the left joystick and right over the right joystick uh really underneath the buttons and above the buttons because that's where i rest my thumbs when i'm not using those buttons or anything that's i put my thumbs right in that little empty spot Mm-hmm. And so those two spots have like little worn shiny spots. I have some shiny spots around the um, X, A, B, and Y, mm-hmm. like on the right Joy-Con and around the plus and the minus symbols, but nothing around the Joy-Cons or anything like that, which I'm surprised. Well, you have much larger fingers than me too, though. So <laughs> Yeah, so that's, that's where why. I just, yeah. that's where they kind of just sit when it's more comfortable. So if I'm watching... Yeah. Uh, you know, a cinematic or something. A lot of times, I just put my my thumbs there. But I'm I'm really surprised. I mean, overall, the buttons like I can still read the X A B Y. Nothing's worn off there. Everything still feels pretty tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm very I'm very happy and satisfied with yeah. the overall condition of my switch. Anyway, so I'd be, you know, I I don't know. I don't have any issues with the hardware. Yeah, like you're saying, there's just some monsters out there, I think. <laughs> must be. Must Crazy. be. Well, anyway, happy birthday to the Switch. Like I said, if you would like to let us know what your thoughts are of your current Switch, did you upgrade? Did you have to upgrade? Did your other Switch, your OG Switch, completely fall apart? Let us know. But I want to get on to something that I was able to make a quick mention of last week, but now we get to finally discuss it together, and that's mm-hmm. Pokemon Gen 9. Now, we'd had that Pokemon Presents, and that had a whole bunch of different stuff but the only thing that really stood out to me that i was actually genuinely excited about was the announcement for pokemon scarlet and violet so we did see something about gen 9 i'm going to run through it again because some more details have come out about pokemon scarlet and then you and i are going to discuss what our thoughts are and what we saw Mm -hmm. so we now know that and, and I and I made the guess or the prediction last time that it was something I can't remember what I said whether it was Spain or uh, Italy or something like that when I first saw it. So it is you based said on it was the real like world. Mediterranean when we were yeah, discussing and it, it is based yeah. on the real real world region that includes Spain and Portugal. So that's very very cool. So this does revert back to the practice of offering the two versions. So we are getting Scarlet and Violet, and we kind of hoped that that wouldn't be the case. Uh, when you, me, and Becca Our discussed discussion. Yeah. the next gen versions, yeah, a, a couple episodes ago, mm-hmm. so that's kind of a bummer. But I mean, it's just that's Pokemon, and it shouldn't have been a, too much of a surprise. It would have been just nice to not see that be the case anymore. Yeah, um, but it is, and I, I think if nothing else, it has gotten easier to trade Pokemon now. So because we can do it over internet and and it just makes it and, and you don't even have to be next to each other to trade Pokemon, which I think makes a big, big difference. But back when it was first coming out and you had to have, a you know, the cable and you had to sit <laughs> yeah. there, it was like, this is so <laughs> dumb. Um, so I'm happy at least it is much easier to trade Pokemon. And I think you and I will probably 
have to figure out which versions we're getting. But we did uh, get some some um, news from Game Freak that you'll be able to see the Pokemon of this region in the skies and the seas and the forest, on the streets, all over. You'll be able to experience the true joy of the Pokemon series, battling, battling against wild Pokemon in order to catch them, now in an open world game that players of any age can enjoy. So I think that's fantastic. It seems like we're finally, finally getting that open world, true open world that we want, because I do mention it a few times, which I I am very excited for. It also was confirmed that the outfits for each character will vary depending on the, the game version they get, which is kind of interesting. Uh, and I hope we can still customize clothes. I really, really want to be able to customize clothes. Yeah, um, that would because be I, I, I think that's part of the fun of it. You know, they being did able that to kind of customize your character. Sword and Shield, right? Like you could change the hairstyle and stuff like that. Kind of. So long ago, I can't remember now. <laughs> Sword and Shield. Remember, you would get outfits. Like yeah, you could, yeah. you could customize. But I think some of them were pre-made outfits, if I remember correctly, or yeah, maybe that like was one of the, the options. Oh, no, you could because I remember you could oh, no, go yes, into the could. store. You could you're buy right. certain pants, buy certain tops, and they would like change depending on the different regions you were in. Yes, I like you're that. Right. I'm sure that. And they I would hope keep that's that back. In. Yeah, yeah, I hope that was that's that. very fun. I like I do like that part of it, and it's looking like the full Pokédex will not be present, which everybody should just be. You just assume that at this point, there's mm-hmm. so many Pokemon, it just doesn't make sense to be able to put every single one in every single game for here until the end of pokemon so just there's there's going to be plenty to catch um it hasn't been confirmed but if you're somebody that really really cares about that then start mentally preparing for it now yeah they should change the the catchphrase from gotta catch them all to gotta catch as many as you can gotta catch what's here (laughs) yeah i gotta catch you know (laughs) i mean not not all animals in our real world are in every region of the world so i mean it it's the way the world works in real life so it's okay (laughs) that it works like that in pokemon not every pokemon is everywhere at all times it's okay um there's still going to be more than enough for us to catch so i'm 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 i was always fine with it but i know a lot of people are really sensitive to that so like i said now you have plenty of time to kind of get your head around it and i don't think it it. should be too much of a shock anymore Yeah. yeah and like i said this is a finally maybe hopefully fingers crossed truly open world game according to the pokemon company pokemon scarlet and pokemon violet will see the series taking quote a new evolutionary step allowing you to explore freely in a richly expressed open world so to me that is exactly what we want right so what mm, now yeah. that you and i are able to discuss it and we have all this newish news out what are some of your thoughts where what are you thinking for this new pokemon um, I'm keeping my expectations low mm-hmm. because I know this one I will like, I, I'm on the fence about Arceus still. Like if I have an opportunity to get it, sure, I'll play it, but I don't feel mm-hmm. like I have to go out and like get it. And I kind of feel the same way with this one. Like, yeah, Pokemon's cool. If I find the chance to get it, I'll get it. Um, but like if I get it as a gift, that would be awesome. But I'm not mm-hmm. going to go out of my way to make sure I pick it up. Hmm. At least not yet. I just, you know, there's not enough information out yet. Okay, so like the different versions are going to have different outfits. So I don't really know what version I'm going to be getting yet um, until I see more about that. Um, the the one thing, like I love that they say it's open world. They say that it's uh, a richly expressed open world, which is good to hear. I hope it's much more rich than what we heard Becca saying about the Arceus <laughs> Yes. World. And that's kind of yeah. what I was thinking when I mm-hmm. read that as well. Richly expressed open world to me makes it seem like there's more stuff. Uh, you know, there's going to be so. maybe some yeah. more of that Breath of the Wild, which everybody loved, where more there's little secrets, stuff. just yeah. things. Yeah. If yeah. you go into a cave, maybe it's not story based, but there's going to be a little trinket, a little reward for mm-hmm. your effort to go into that cave. Yeah. You know? I want to see like some hidden spots too. Like, I mean, in Stardew, there's so many weird, like, little hidden places yeah, you just can go. Fun. Like, yeah, give us stuff like that to explore. Like, yep. if you're going to make it open world, make it open world and include things like that. Give us yeah. a reason to want to explore. Um, so I hope it's just a lot more rich than Arceus. <laughs> yeah. And yep. then uh, the one thing that kind of bums me out a little bit is the fact that they say it's for players of any age to enjoy because, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be that like tutorial slug in the beginning and yeah. it's just 
the dialogue is going to be really just kind of lame. <laughs> See, now I was thinking, so. I took it the other way where I was thinking, okay, now in a world, now in an open world game that players of any age can enjoy, because they say now in an open world game that players of any age can jo- enjoy, I'm thinking, I went the other way and thought, okay, maybe it's more of us more advanced players, age, mm-hmm. like older players, as opposed to sort of the Pokemon kid game that it kind of always feels like to me, I took any age as thinking like, Oh, maybe those of us that have been with Pokemon for the last 20 years will be sort of refreshed and feel like, Oh, this is a little bit more challenging. I know a lot of people are saying Arceus is more challenging than the other Pokemons have been in the battle system and all of that stuff feels more, more refined and more evolved than the other Pokemon. So I'm hoping that's the case for this one as well. Yeah. I I don't, I think that it's, they're making it appeal like if you're going to make something appealing to basically every possible person there's going to be demographics that are just like not into it it's just how it is and that's kind of how all the pokemon games have been at least recently for me like we've talked about they're they feel so childish and Mm -hmm. if you know i think the now is more so implying like now it actually is open world we're saying it it's open world we can't go back on it now And it's just like every Pokemon game is basically for any age. So I feel like that's just marketing speak for like, you guys can still enjoy it, even though it's open world. Some people might not Mm -hmm. like it, but you know, maybe that's how I'm kind of taking it. I'm excited. I hope that it has actual difficult areas so that if you're walking around and you kind of wander and you find this area that's, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not there yet. You're not ready for this yet. You don't have Pokemon strong enough for this yet. It'll tear you up. I think that would be fun. I think that um, my guess is it'll be scaling only because, you know, if it is for all ages, they're going to want it to be easier. But I would be happier if it was for more of a challenge so that if you wanted to go in an area, you got to be ready for it. You got to have your Pokemon mm-hmm. ready. You got to be, you know, up to up to the right level to be able to get through certain spots. And I think that would be fun, challenging. So we'll see. I overall very excited. This is one I will be getting. I'm excited about the open world stuff. I'm excited what I saw. I think I would go right now I'm leaning towards Violet. Only because I think I prefer the art for that one more of the logo and Violet things like that. Violet sounds so much cooler than Scarlet too. I, I just don't love word. the logo for Scarlet. So I think that's mm-hmm. why I'm leaning towards Violet. Not that I love either of them. I just think aesthetically I, I prefer the Violet one. Mm-hmm. Um, but And then as far as starters go, I think I have to... I'm I'm the type that needs to see the finished evolution yeah. before I can make a <laughs> final decision. But this is the first. I always go fire, so that's my that's where I'm leaning right now as the fire little crocodile guy. Yeah. But I have been considering the cat because I think the but grass type is so cute. Yeah. So, and, and that I- could be very cool looking when it becomes like its final evolution. And I, my guess is it's going to be on two feet and no. it's going to wear a top hat no. with a cane or something God, stupid. No. But it could be a very cool, you know, tough looking like panther or something. But my guess is it's going to be terrible. I'm hoping that the dinosaur crocodile looks like a T-Rex or something when it's done, but it most likely will be not good. And the duck, I I do not like the duck in its current state. Um, It most likely would be the the coolest of all of them when it's done because it's so dumb looking in the beginning. I could, I, for for one, I love the names because they are very like region specific, like Fuecoco, Mm -hmm. like Fue fire yeah. and like sprigatito gato is cat in spanish so it's like very appropriate yeah. so i loved that um but Quaxley. yeah of course yeah quaxley is dumb but <laughs> um i i really like sprigatito a lot i probably sprigatito uh i would probably go with that one because obviously well, then i would but, go fue coco See, okay, it's funny because as soon as I saw the evolution, I was like, Michael's going to go for Foy Coco because he's going to love saying that name. <laughs> yeah, I do like saying it. But it's funny because yes, I keep the saying... Fue Coco. <laughs> you ah, sound like... You like a the Fue Coco. <laughs> you sound like the guy from that co-op game. The guy who's oh, the yeah. book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it takes two. That's the, that's the game. Um, yes, come oh, to Fue Coco. Fue Coco. 
Yeah, nailed it. Well, if you go uh, Sprigatito, I have to go Fue Coco. Yeah, exactly. That's the that's the you know the stronger type against it, so I have to. It's funny because I've seen a lot of the fan art for Sprigatito, and everybody's calling it Weed Cat because it does look like it's like a little marijuana leaf in the front of it. Oh yeah, yeah, I see that. (laughs) I've been seeing a lot of stuff about the eyes. People are bugged about the way the eyes are in the most recent like trailer and i i'm i'm hoping that these evolutions are this is some of the earliest (laughs) well this is some of the earliest um like first starters that i've seen where i'm like oh yeah okay i like these like last gen yeah uh, sword and shield starters i was not really super in love with um i you know i went with uh who did i go with the rabbit yeah, I can't think of the rabbit's yeah. name, um, but that that was what I liked the I guess the most. But I was kind of like, I don't really like the score bunny. That's what yeah. score bunny. Yeah, I was like, yeah, score bunny's kind of cool. Sobble never that was never going to be mine. And Grookey was super cute, and I was like, oh, Grookey, I like Grookey. And then I saw the evolutions of them, like, oh, geez, they're all kind of terrible. Yeah, the evolutions for for sword and shield were awful i'm really hoping that sprigatito stays on all four paws on the ground i'd mm-hmm. like to see it kind of become something kind of like nine tails or like yeah that's like what they need cool that's what i'm looking. saying something yeah. actually cool like where's all the nine tails like, type pokemon think, where's like, all the ones that Leopard, got really cool like Leopard was a cool evolution i don't mm-hmm. know did like espion like like all the the EV evolutions. I want it to be kind of like that. Like, yeah, just make sure it stays cool, please. Tough looking. <laughs> yeah, you know, like don't make it something. all like muscular and on two feet, and like it could lift eight boulders. Like, I don't need that. Nobody needs that. Pokemon don't need that. Like, well, like Grookey it... was a perfect example. Yeah. Grookey went into like this drumstick, and then went into this. <laughs> What was it, Rylaboom, where it has a drum and a thing? It's yeah. Like, where did this evolution come from? What is this? So I'm hoping these are good. At the moment, Spaghetti, but again, the evolutions can totally change that. <laughs> this is the most ex- excited I've been for a Pokemon game in many generations. Well, so just the fact that they're saying that's a good it's sign. Officially, actually open world. That that's exciting. That's what people I'm, I'm, keep saying over and over again that they want. Yeah. But come on. Come on, Pokemon Company. Give yeah. give me the game that I'm hoping this is. You know, don't don't put out the fire. I'm excited. I'm super pumped for this. Um, right now, Pokemon Violet and uh, Fue Coco are my go tos. But that could change again. Like I said, I need to see those evolutions. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I'm excited. I'm ready for this in November question mark they they haven't set a date but that's my guess it is we'll probably available get a ton for of pre-order info. now i thought i know I saw, that's yeah, crazy which is kind of wild like yeah pre-order it now and we don't even have a date <laughs> well i'm thinking it's gonna be november because i think there's always a game a pokemon game in november but it's mm, also a tough yeah. that's a tough time because that's uh, are Hopefully, we getting breath of the wild yeah, too yeah so now you're gonna have this huge next gen pokemon and then a month later probably weeks later you're gonna have breath of the wild too yeah like, that's a tough two months there that's gonna be a lot of gaming i hope if this comes out it's early november that well you at least have a full month to play it before breath of the wild comes out or maybe it'll be like september or something i, I don't, don't know. know i hope we'll see Who i'm knows? excited either way ready ready Fue Coco. <laughs> moving on to our next story which is kind of a change of pace a little bit you know every, everything that's going on with russia and ukraine right now and that side of the world and apparently you can't make any purchases in the eShop in Russia anymore. The official Russian support website gives some details, and I'll just quote them. It says, due to the fact that the payment service in the Nintendo eShop has suspended the processing of payments in rubles, uh, the Nintendo eShop in Russia is temporarily placed into maintenance mode. Hmm. So if you have a Nintendo in Russia, you're a little screwed. Mm-hmm. It's unclear if this is due to the actual like Nintendo itself or if it's like a third party interfering in some way. But if Nintendo is behind the suspension, it's just they're joining Microsoft and suspending sales in Russia, which is a pretty strong statement. But there's a lot of things like that happening right now. I know that yeah. Formula One, like Russia, isn't going to be involved in that now. FIFA, all that stuff. They're kind of cutting Russia off, as they should. But this all follows 
the appeal. So the Ukraine's vice prime minister, Mikhailo Fedorov, I believe that's how you say it. Um, he basically put out a statement and appeal saying that I appeal to temporarily block all Russian and Belarusian accounts, uh, temporarily stop the participation of Russian and Belarusian teams and gamers in all international esports events and cancel all international events holding on the the territory of Russia and Belarus. So cutting them off. Yeah. Well, as they should. I mean, tech mm-hmm. companies have the ability. So Apple recently did this as well. They are making it so you can no longer buy iPhones or other Apple products through uh, Apple stores in Russia and Apple Play and other services have been limited there. So it, this is, you know, uh, their way that this is how they can help. This is how they can, you know, push back a little bit on what. Vladimir Putin is doing and the rest of the world's watching. So I think if it is Nintendo doing that, then so be it. That's that's great. They can yeah. do what they can. Now, if you have been paying attention to anything at all in the tech <laughs> world, you would know that the Steam Deck has started rolling out. People are now getting Steam Decks. It's basically a new handheld gaming PC, and it can run all sorts of games, new and old. You can play anything from your Steam account. I guess I have been hearing that there's some issues there, but in Mm -hmm. addition to that, you can also emulate games onto it. There has been Nintendo emulation has been covered in the lead up to the device's release. And that now that it's released, those emulation videos are popping up all over YouTube. It seems that Yuzu, which is switch and dolphin GameCube and Wii emulation have become targets of takedowns all across YouTube, which I guess shouldn't be a surprise to anyone anybody out there yeah. <laughs> one video in particular that's been removed was uploaded by the youtuber channel the fox gary golem over on golem. twitter sure. who has fifty-five thousand subscribers they uploaded an instructional video about how to get yuzu which is the open source nintendo switch emulator running on the steam deck the video showcased super mario odyssey super mario 3d world arms and even metroid prime running on the steam deck their other video about Dolphin emulation on the Steam Deck was also targeted. So it's not entirely clear who's doing this targeting, who's taking it down, but it seems pretty obvious knowing Nintendo that it's Nintendo. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but it's very cool and interesting that this device is able to do that. There mm-hmm. are, you know, a lot of people said that the Steam Deck was going to be a, a Nintendo Switch killer. It does not seem like that's the case necessarily. This thing is... Uh, it's got its quirks. It's got its bugs from what I'm reading and seeing online that the reviews say that the battery life is not very good. It, you know, it's, it's a bigger device and it, it can only do so much. It's obviously running more, uh, graphic intensive games on it, which is very impressive, but that takes a toll on the battery life. So it does lose charge quickly. Uh, and it's like a PC. So mm-hmm. you any anybody that does any PC gaming knows that sometimes gaming on PCs can be difficult. It's not not so much you just put in a cartridge and go. It's you know the, a PC game's made for so many different sizes and resolutions and hardware and that it's a little tweaking and fine tuning to get it to work correctly. And uh, I think that carried over to this little guy. So it's an amazing device. And I hope in some respects it does do extremely well, not because I want one, but because it's going to force Nintendo to kind of step up a little bit because that's what people are going to expect. Yeah, I feel like too, like, well, a couple of things from the story. So first off, like every week we have some kind of story about emulators or pirating or something in that umbrella, Nintendo takes it down. So it's just every time I see a store like this, I'm like, well, duh, of course they took it down, idiot. Like, (laughs) yeah, of course. Like, what did you expect? Um, But specifically for Yuzu, because that is a switch. I mean, that is a exact competitor for what the Steam Deck essentially is. Mm -hmm. So, of course, Yuzu would be taken down like that's a no brainer. Um, But also, Nintendo's never really been competitive in their performance they kind of just like make the consoles that work best for their games and yeah they do their own yeah thing. they kind of do their own thing so well i do think this is good and i think that it will kind of you know encourage nintendo to be maybe a little more competitive i'm not sure if it's actually going to impact them too much because not only like you can't unless there's more emulator videos out there that pop up you can't play any of nintendo's games 
on the Steam Deck necessarily. So it'll just be interesting to see if it has any effect at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. But one thing I will say is there was a story we took down. I just want to mention it really quick. And it does kind of leak into the next story is the just the fact that the Steam Deck can run so many games so well at the size it is, is proof that there should be a Switch Pro or Switch 2. It can be done, but Nintendo's well, definitely holding back. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. It's not mm-hmm. that I say it's going to put pressure on Nintendo. Nintendo has done its own thing and it always mm-hmm. will, which is great. I mean, that's what makes, uh, you know, yeah. the the fact that the Switch came out is because Nintendo chooses to do its own thing and not just follow along. But what I think it's going to do is it's going to force expectations. So if the Steam Deck does street extremely well, it's got a very similar size. It's got a very similar, you know, um, functionality it's all it's almost a one for one really if you look at them so what if that device is able to not not 4k i know a lot of people keep talking about 4k and and i just don't know if a handheld device like this needs to be in 4k you know maybe when it's docked it's got it can boost things upscale it but in in its current form factor i don't need 4k 1080 would be nice you know if it just ran at 1080 handheld yeah, and then maybe with the frame rates yeah yeah exactly those mm-hmm. those are the things i want i don't need 4k in this little handheld device um but what i think it will do is it'll change what people are expecting you wouldn't sell a cell phone now without a camera mm-hmm. and expect people to jump at it so at some point the technology is going to get to a to a point where people look at the switch and just say well it's just not it's a, it's a calculator you know it's just not yeah. doing anything that is what is considered the norm now so i think that's where i'm hoping it pushes the switch pro into a more um like not not necessarily the top tier performance wise but it'll nudge it in the right direction only because the the general population is like yeah well we have a device that is doing exactly what the switch does and it it can it can do it you know it's possible mm-hmm. the switch could just step up a half stop and be good for the next 5 years so we'll see we'll see what happens but i i don't think you're right i think you're right that it doesn't need to be like an equal Mm-hmm. But I do think it's going to change what people expect of a handheld device, and that will force Nintendo to kind of be like, well, you know, we're we're, we're trying to sell two year old, five year old tech to people at a premium, and it's just, you know, at some it's point, people are going to be like, well, I can't do that. It's getting to the point where it's almost going to be like a scam. Like, really, you're going to try to sell, keep selling us this thing? <laughs> I mean, they already sell like, sold last gen tech in the current switch yeah, you know so yeah yeah what are you going to just keep it up <laughs> so that it's three generations old and you're going to just expect people because then you start that starts getting into ego because yeah. then it's just like oh no you're going to buy it because it's we only have zelda we only have metroid are you gonna and buy i do it because think it's that Nintendo, helps like exactly yeah. and that's going to help and that does work for nintendo in their favor but at some point look at the wii u at people some are gonna point see it. it's not enough yeah and the wii u is a perfect example the wii was amazing then you pushed out the Wii U and it just didn't have the support. It didn't have the games. It didn't have those things that no matter who you are, consumers are going to only expect, like, accept so much. Yeah. And I think the Switch and sort of its baseline, like you said, if its midlife uh, cycle is right now and they never come out with a pro and they never bump it up at all, it's going to be a very tough sell and you're going to see. Uh, the, like those last five years are going to be a pretty substantial decline because it, I just don't think you can support it. No, I I mean, I'm hoping that the switch just kind of has this midlife crisis now and actually does get stronger and have better hardware. It's a, it's a Corvette and a motorcycle <laughs> yeah, yeah. and a Corvette yeah. motorcycle, a nice big house takes like, the top yeah. down, go skydiving, cruising. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, you definitely. know, with a screen protector, obviously um, yeah, you got to Yeah, you got to yeah. protect. Yeah, yeah. That kind of also, like I said, bleeds into the next story because Switch Pro and Switch 2, they're at the moment, they're currently trending on social media. And I think it's partially because of the Steam Deck coming out and people being like, okay, Nintendo, this can be done. You better step up now. But also, there was a pretty substantial leak last weekend from NVIDIA. There was a data miner on Twitter that went through all the stuff that was leaked. And essentially, I'm not going to go too much into the details because I feel like it just starts to sound like mumble jumble. But essentially... They confirmed that the leaked information was specifically stating the Switch Pro and not a next-gen console 
but they're saying that because a switch pro is in the middle or the switch is in the middle of its life and this information is being leaked now and it's being worked on now they're saying that it is going to affect whatever the switch becomes next or like the next version of it it's not going to affect the whole next gen whatever is after the switch it's not going to affect the next big thing so um that is of course all speculative i mean these data miners and stuff who knows (laughs) And they've been wrong many, but, many times. Uh, We've yeah. heard about a pro many, but, many times. You know, they have been right here and there, like loosely, like the the OLED switch. They were anticipating something was coming. <laughs> but yeah, we won't know anything until Nintendo, of course, actually announces anything or says anything. But NVIDIA, I mean, the leaks from NVIDIA, the last one that came out was about the switch OLED, I believe, the tech that was happening with that. So who knows? But well. Yes. The, yeah. Something's going to happen. I, yeah. Okay. Eventually, we're, we're right? five years. <laughs> we have five years to go. I think within the next two, we will see a upgrade to the Switch. We, we have, have to. to. We have to. So it shouldn't yeah. be a surprise that they're working on something. I do not think it's the next the next gen console for Nintendo. I think not it's yet. an upgrade to the Switch because the Switch is halfway through its life cycle. And that's what Nintendo keeps saying. And that makes sense if you come out the Switch OLED was an upgrade and that's still a Switch. So the mm-hmm. Switch Pro or Super Switch or whatever we end up wanting to call it, I do think we're going to see something in the next two years that'll get it to that finish line of being halfway through or full life cycle of 10 years. But its current state, performance-wise, hardware-wise, I don't think it's got the legs to go another five years. I just can't see that being um, possible. But who the heck knows? Real, honestly, who who the heck knows? Nintendo Maybe you're does only, some weird stuff. Yeah. You know, like you said, I'll, I'll play Stardew Valley, and I do notice little little hiccups here and mm-hmm. there, and little like lurching, little things that are happening in a game that's I wouldn't imagine is overly difficult or too you know performance heavy graphically so no. <laughs> um yeah. i don't know what's going on behind the scenes maybe there's just a lot there but if if nintendo switch is having issues with sardu valley it only tells me that there's going to be bigger issues down the road uh you may even see you know mainline games what if what if breath of the wild comes out and it's got frame rate issues or something like that i think it would be very bad and i would imagine at some point the development is going to get more difficult than the worth, you know, where it's like, yeah, we're putting a lot of time into getting this to work on the switch properly, as opposed to just coming out with a better switch that mm-hmm. is easier to develop for. There's got to be we're already at that point. I feel like a lot of developers seem to get fresh. Like they have to go back and always revise and update and up and change things yeah. after games yeah. come out because they realize that the switch isn't perf- it's not performing well. So, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll but see. I'm, I'm I hoping. Have... I hope we get a crazy bomb at E3 this year, where they're just like, yeah. "Yep, here's the next gen Nintendo Switch." We hope the but Super also Switch <laughs> coming out 2023. Uh, set your set your alarm clocks. That would well, be I'm, that would be awesome. I'm wondering too because I'm thinking back to the past. Has Nintendo ever? And maybe there was one instance I can think of. Has Nintendo ever released another version of a console that was like an upgrade without being like a whole totally new console situation? Yeah, the 3DS. I mean, they had 50 so. versions okay. of the 3DS. Yeah. They just almost like every two years like they came big, out with another was one. Was it a major like graphics upgrade or anything like that? I mean, that? they changed the size. It's just screen sizes, hardware, all of it. it I mean, it okay. definitely was upgrades to it. The new XL, Switch Plus, whatever. They Yeah, they've definitely done that. I mean, I never played a 3DS. The only other one I could think of is like Game Boy and then the Game Boy Color came out. Like, yeah. it's still a Game Boy, but now it's in color. So, yeah, I, well, I, mean, I was just trying going to from back, a, like, but it, Yeah, but that's a huge upgrade, too. Yeah, if you were black yeah. and white or, you know, and then now you suddenly have a color screen, that's a huge difference. People were getting excited over, a, you know, a fractionally larger OLED screen for a Switch. So and that's what we need. We need like the Game Boy Color version of the Switch. I think a super switch that has <laughs> like, a ramped up 25% more powerful with a, you know, light, like everything, the default OLED battery and, you know, just a, a 25% increase in performance would be very substantial for a lot of people. And for people like me and you who have OG switches, we don't even have the battery upgraded version. We have the OG switch. I think that would be appealing enough to where I would say, okay, it's time. You know, mm-hmm. I would, it's time for me to upgrade. It has the new screen. It has a little bit of a power boost. I know it's going to stand the test of time for the next five years. 
now's the time to upgrade. And mm-hmm. so I think if they came out with an announcement this year, maybe next year, and I would pick one up, but it has to be something. It has to be all of the changes we've seen up until now, but a performance boost. Yeah, I wish that Nintendo would just give us a little taste as to what is going to happen. Because you know they're working on it, that you know they are, and they just, they wait until like the last possible second to announce things. Well, that's good though, because then you're not sitting on it for two years thinking like, oh, when is this coming out? You know, look at Bayonetta, look at Metroid Prime. I get tired of talking about the rumors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, something that is 100% coming out very soon is Kirby and the Forgotten Land. And if you are thinking about it or just can't wait to get your hands on it, there is a demo available. So especially if you're on the fence about it, I have gotten a chance to play the demo. So I'll discuss that in a little bit later when I get to the what I'm playing. But you get to at least play three stages where you'll learn some of the basic controls. You'll actually have a boss battle. Uh, You can even share a Joy-Con controller with a buddy and try out the co-op mode. Players that do complete the demo will get a present code, which can be be redeemed for some in-game items in the full version of the game, obviously once you purchase it. The full game comes out March 25th, so you still have time to try out the demo, see what you think, get those rewards. Uh, Yeah, check it out. It's fairly short, too. I will say it takes maybe Mm. an hour to play the whole demo. Yeah, I downloaded it, but I didn't like right before we started recording i downloaded it so i haven't had a chance to check it out yet but yeah well, it is funny i do want to say i think you have like some alan wake powers because i think it was last episode or the episode before where you said like yeah i think we need a demo for this game just so i can test it and see if i actually am gonna hate it like yeah yeah and well, then guess what we got one <laughs> it, it wasn't too much of a surprise only because they came out with the demo for the last kirby game so oh, right, it was yeah. it was ho- i was hopeful that we would get one to try out this one as well and, and they do seem to be pushing the demos more and more which is nice yeah you gotta the demos are the way to go all right and then the last thing i wanted to bring up before we get into the best sellers is our thoughts on the nintendo switch online missions and rewards which came out uh i don't know last week i don't know if we actually talked about it on the podcast i know we did in our discord we had a little bit of chatter about this we've mentioned in the past how we wanted something like this but i think that's as far as it went yeah And so if you are not familiar, haven't heard anything about this, basically you will be playing games. There's different missions that uh, you can go on to your Nintendo Switch online account in your Switch, and you'll see that there's missions. So like play Super Mario Brothers on the NSO or play play an online game. They're super basic, 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 basic. But you'll get uh, platinum points every time you complete it right now there's only four or five missions that are available Mm -hmm. like i said they're very basic missions and you get you know 20 20 20 platinum points or whatever and then what you do is you take those platinum points and you can buy icons essentially rewards they're calling it so you can have right now they have mario odyssey and animal crossing themed rewards and you go down and you pick a character and then you can pick a background and then you can pick a border and basically create your own icon that will people will see if they're playing online and they'll say oh that that's that's michael there's his icon now i was initially excited for this because for one i like achievements in those in those missions you know xbox has it playstation has it now nintendo kind of has it in its Nintendo <laughs> way. Uh, but they're so basic that it's it's not really that interesting. It's not like it's looking... It, it's not across the board. It's not like, oh, you played Stardew Valley for X amount of times and you, you've achieved you know, all of these in-game uh, achievements or anything like that. It's just very generic missions. And the rewards I was very excited for because I was thinking that I would be able to take my me because I prefer to use my me as my icon for my switch. Uh, that to me makes the most sense. So I, I just like having the me there. And I was like, Oh, that's very cool. There's not a lot of customization in the me. They have kind of just let it drop that. I now can take my me, put it on new backgrounds with a border. And that'd be very cool. It'll be a little customized and be, it'll stand out. It doesn't work like that. You cannot use your me. You have to pick a character. You have to pick the board. You have to pick the back or the the background. So I'm a little bummed overall with the way Nintendo handled their online missions and rewards. It is if Nintendo's gonna do something reward based, this is a very Nintendo way of doing it. 
it seems outdated. It doesn't really kind of, it's just not that well uh, implemented, it's which is unfortunate. Very well. Yeah. I think it's, it's unfortunate. It, this kind of relates back to something I said a couple podcasts ago where I was saying, I want my Nintendo Switch online and my, my Nintendo account to be better integrated. Right now, they're yeah. still like two separate things. So my me stuff is totally separate from the um, rewards and stuff in which all of the rewards are literally, you can pick a character, you can pick a background, you can pick a border for yeah. like whatever you want your profile image to be. And so because they're so separated, we can't have that interchangeability that I think people would really like to have. Especially, We, we definitely would. Even before yeah. the podcast, we were just like messing through and be like, man, this is a cool background. Why can't I just like have my me with it? It would look so yeah. much better. Yeah. Why but can't no, I have this really like, cute Animal Crossing background, but yeah. my me over it? Like, hey. Yeah. And it's it's interesting too how they're setting up because it's going to be like one game per month that they're so if you have Animal Crossing, it's whatever villagers or characters in the game have their birthdays that month are the characters you can get. And then they have like right now they're featuring Super Mario Odyssey. So, of course, there's like characters from that game and backgrounds and stuff themed to that game available. So it is nice that they are going to be switching it out every month. But I just it's not enough for me personally to be like, oh, I have to go and check this out. Like, yeah, I went and bought a couple characters, but I don't see myself going and checking the rewards like the rewards or the, the like missions right now. Yeah, like the missions from me right now are uh use your backup cloud save once it's like yeah okay that's automatic like <laughs> yeah how do i it just seems so silly that? and like i want nintendo to partner with their games not only like i want like the steam rewards that are on there like you know discover this hidden room or something and then you get an yeah. achievement for it like i want stuff like that i don't want this weird generic download this thing like it's it just it seems so nintendo <laughs> or get you know <laughs> like, okay we're playing games now some people have a lot of hours accumulated yeah. maybe there's some really cool uh you know 500 hours in a game and it's it's something that's very hard to achieve like give us things that are like, really you've got different. all the golden walnuts in stardew valley like give me an achievement for that that's really hard or even if, it, like I said, even if you have to stick with Nintendo exclusive games, you, you're still tracking how much time people are playing. You're still like, there's still ways they could give us something more substantial, even if they don't have the ability to track progress in individual games. There's still other stuff they could do that would be a little bit more uh, interesting, a little more substantial, even if they're just focused on Nintendo, which is exactly what I would imagine Nintendo will do. They're only going to look at Nintendo ips for yeah, these missions and definitely. rewards like they so, could so easily open it up to developers to go in and input whatever the achievements are they they're going to allow and then like nintendo needs to like loosen the reins on it a little i think yeah 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 it, i mean it's it's a very nintendo mission and awards uh setup very nintendo so, yeah very nintendo <laughs> Just like their online is, you know, everything. It's, it's yep. more of the same. Uh, overall, I think it is a step in the right direction. I do have a, a cool little Animal Crossing icon, so if anybody's friends with me on on Switch, you'll see my little icon. But yeah, uh, overall, I do want them to kind of kind of ramp it up a little bit more. I'll, I'll keep checking. I will keep looking, and you know, maybe there's random missions that'll start popping up, or maybe they'll continue to flesh it out more and more, like they have been. Mm -hmm kind of with Nintendo Switch Online. But yes, not everything is uh, in integrated as well as it could be. And I don't who knows if that'll ever change. But we had our thoughts on it. We wanted to just kind of loop back around to that. So also thinking too, like, why not allow us to take the platinum points we get and maybe we can trade them in for like 10 gold points or something like give us something that it actually translates to something like game related yeah like dlc like give us dlc if we achieve this thing like give me a funny yeah. hat or let it accumulate like, to be free games or something. yeah something that's that's kind of what i'm thinking with like the gold point thing like give us a way to want to do these achievements to help us get more of your games like yeah but yeah that's not a very a nintendo thing to do so i doubt it'll happen but that's what i want <laughs> yeah yeah so that does it for our news. Let's move into our top 10 bestsellers. In first place, we still have Pokemon Legends Arceus. And second is Cuphead. Third is Hollow Knight. Fourth, Triangle Strategy. Nice to see that. I mean, that was hyped up pretty pretty good. So it's nice to see it in the top 10. Uh, and fifth, we have Super 
wow, we have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And six, we have Mario Party Superstars. Seventh, Minecraft. Eighth, Overcooked 2. Ninth, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And tenth is Lego Harry Potter Collection. Great. Great. Now let's get to new releases we're into this week. What do you got? I have, on March 10th, I checked Republic, the anniversary edition. This is an episodic action-adventure stealth game. You help a woman named Hope escape as you explore the perils of government surveillance in the internet age. I like stuff like this. Um, It is $10.49. And it's the anniversary edition. I never even heard of the original edition. Yeah, me either. So. Um, and then I also checked, I think this is the only other one I checked. Yeah. It's called Ash Walkers. It's a survival game. Uh, it's a survival journey through a harsh world without rules or judgment. Your choices matter and you face these like different moral dilemmas. You have to manage your party, food, equipment in this lawn, non-linear narrative survival simulator with 34 possible endings. And this is $20. Cool. Also, on my I... <laughs> I have Grand Mountain Adventure Wonderlands checked. It's March 10th for $35. You get to explore an open world, basically. You can freely explore, I guess it would be the better way to put it. And at whatever pace you like, an entire ski resort and the surrounding mountains, you unlock ski lifts and reach new areas by completing in-game challenges or enjoy the scenery and just kind of cruise around on your own little path and do what you want. If you also like to play multiplayer you can do local multiplayer with up to four people so you can have a lot of fun with that uh and i really like the tilt shift look of this it's kind of got that if if you're not familiar with tilt shift where it's like your characters in focus and everything else kind of looks like these little miniatures it's just that this weird isometric view but it's the way the depth of field works it makes everything look really interesting kind of like little models exactly so this game is beautiful from what i can tell Looks really, really cool. I like the ability to kind of cruise around and do challenges and missions if I want, or just free free ski and snowboard if that's more my choice. I bet you there's some great music, so you could probably kind of just chill out, a good nighttime game when you're getting ready to wind down. Grand Mountain Adventure Wonderlands, 35 bucks. Gave that a check. The next one I checked is Potato Flowers in Full Bloom. It's $18. There is a demo and it's currently on sale for $16. You play as part of an expedition crew looking for knowledge and magic items, seeking special crop seeds that were left in the labyrinth of in a labyrinth by alchemist your crew has to travel in through these things you're going to explore deeper and deeper each time and hopefully get to that final level where those seeds are i picture the mines in stardew basically where you have the different floors this Mm -hmm. features um, a, a whole labyrinth full of traps and different mechanisms you get to go through it in first person it looks very much like an old school doom you're going to navigate the dungeons and set set uh to get treasures and level up your crew you get to create a team of up to three characters including you know knights and shaman classes things like that that you would expect from an rpg type game each class has its own skill tree which i always enjoy and you get to train them and perfect the build where you get to really get in there and tinker with stuff I, that's the one of the things when I was going through the, the images, I was like, oh, this kind of looks really interesting. And it seems like there's mm. some 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 actual substance to it. And uh, there's also a character creation where you can choose your race and hair color and fun stuff like that. So all in all, I'm, I already downloaded the demo. I'm going to try this one out and see what I think of it. I liked what I saw from the stills. So I want to see more on this. Then the last one I checked is called Time Loader for $15. Time Loader is a story-driven, physics-based puzzle platformer. You control a little wally looking robot who traveled back in time to the 90s to prevent a tragic accident. You explore the house of your creator, which is also kind of giving me some chibi robo vibes. Uh, and you have to solve brain teasing puzzles, acquire unique and, pow- and powerful upgrades to keep moving forward. You have to remember, much like in any time traveling movies, meddling with time has serious consequences and you may succeed in changing the past, but can you actually deal with the results of those actions? So there's parts where in the trailer I saw, um, you're like, like I mentioned, you're trying to prevent some sort of accident and I don't know what the accident was, but you go back in time and you're controlling this robot and you do something and then they go back to the present day and they found out the house burned down and it was because they're a fire. They can track the fire back to 
um, something in the attic, which is where you just were. So you did something, you caused a fire and you burned down the whole house and you know, like the family died or something Oops. like that. <laughs> so you like, there's a lot of that kind of stuff, which I absolutely mm-hmm. love. I love time travel. I love all of that kind of made us, you know, the butterfly effect where you made a small move, adjustment here and it expanded into this, you know, World War Three over here. And it's just mm-hmm. like, I like that stuff a lot. So every choice you make will influence the story and may lead to a different outcome. So you have to really think about those moves and, and adjust the past responsibly. So gave it a cool. check for sure. Now that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What we're playing, Christina, what are you playing? The Golden Walnut Adventure of Stardew Valley. Ooh, nice. <laughs> yeah. So little update. So I got okay. all the, I got a hundred walnuts. That's what I needed to get into this, like this door that was on the side of a cavern. Mm-hmm. Um, I get in and basically it's like, oh, th- there's a character in there. And he's like, oh, you thought that was it? No, 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 no. <laughs> so now there's all these crazy missions I can do to get this whole new ca- type of currency to get all these all new like f- like I can add a, a booster to my sprinklers. And it's cool. wild. It's wild. But I also find out that I only needed 100 golden acorns to get into the room, but there are 130 total on the island. Oh. I have no idea how to get those. <laughs> Jeez Louise. So I think I'm going to stop that journey there because I don't need any of the crazy extra stuff. Like there's still plenty of other things I can be doing on like the regular Stardew Valley Island. Uh-huh. Um, all of my relationships, except for this new character that's on Ginger Island, I am 100% friends with. Nice. So, and that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm getting there. cool yeah i did i did try to do skull cavern but i found out there's a hundred levels and there's no elevator so you have to do it all in one go i don't know if i'm ever going to be able to do that i get way too stressed out in those dungeons but you gotta get some serious uh equipment some serious armor swords maybe well that's the thing is i think i'm maxed out on what i can have currently unless i like start enchanting things on ginger island and stuff like Mm, that gotcha so maybe, that that's the, up. maybe that's the trick. Yeah, but also I'm just slow. And I think yeah. that's what it, boil, it boils down to. Yeah, you just need a lot of bombs and things like there that. Yeah, so. Cool. That's well, I yes, am. I have continued playing Stardew Valley, but no real updates. I'm just playing that on my free time. And like I mentioned, I did play the Kirby uh, demo. It's okay. It's Kirby. Um mm-hmm. I'm not a Kirby fan and I and I went into it knowing I'm not a Kirby fan and nothing about this demo changed my Still mind. Still not a Kirby fan. <laughs> I, I love the world. I think that this is a really interesting uh, world that they did. It's not an open world. A lot of people were talking about Kirby being potentially this is their first open world or their first you know, Mario Odyssey where you can really freely swing the camera around. Mm-hmm. And it's none of that. The camera does move, but it's doesn't really make a lot of sense why the camera moves. It kind of just mm-hmm. adjusts, but not even really on Kirby. It just kind of like weird. you're looking around while Kirby's doing his thing. I never even like my problem is I don't like the controls of Kirby. I really don't like his floaty controls. I don't like the way he there's no I don't know. I'm just not a Kirby fan and this didn't change my mind. I think mm-hmm. those people that really do like Kirby will probably like this too. Um for me, and eh, not so much. Not doing it. Yeah. No, I like the world, but I knew I was going to like that because that's what I liked about the trailers when I first saw it. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just not for me. I don't, I don't like this character. Yeah, it seems I really like a don't cool enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the other demo I did try is Edge of Eternity. I've seen this game pop up on a few. I think it's on Game Pass now. Uh, it's, it's obviously been on Switch. I keep seeing it. Acc- on different places. It looks sort of like a Final Fantasy type game, role-playing JRPG game. There's turn-based battle systems and, you know, a lot of drama and things like that. So I figured, oh, let me try this demo. But when I played the demo, first off, I found out that Age of Eternity, even though I don't see it anywhere other, I'm trying, I'm looking at their site right now and I don't see any mention of it, which kind of makes me nervous for um, uh, No Man's Sky. It kind of makes me nervous for No Man's Sky because there is nothing on the the Nintendo Store site that says this is cloud-based. 
But when you load up the game, it says it's cloud-based and it requires internet to play the game. So they they say, try the demo to see if it works. So kind of weird. weird. Yeah. Kind of weird. Nothing about Edge of Eternity says cloud-based game. Uh, and I don't know, and I, and I went over and I looked at it a few times to see, but it, it, it distinctly pops up when you download the demo and try it. It says, this is this, this game requires internet, uh, you know, try the demo to see if it works well for you or something like that. So it's definitely seems like it's a cloud-based game. Uh, it's a timed demo and you do not get any time. It's maybe five minutes and Four minutes and 30 seconds of that is story, like trailer and cinematics. And you do some weird one little training battle where you just barely get a sense of what the battle mechanic is. And that's it. Time's up. And uh, thanks for playing and try the <laughs> try the real game. So it's it's pretty terrible. Pretty terrible yeah. all-around experience. Uh, I didn't get a real sense for what the game actually has to offer. If this is a large JRPG, you would think they'd give you an hour at least so you could mm. get out into the world and experience, you know, what's what's it like being in a party? What's it like exploring the world? What does it actually look like? Is there any hiccups graphically or you know, the way it runs, I, I, I wouldn't even have a sense, even if I was considering buying a cloud-based game, uh, that this would run properly on my switch. Cause I didn't see anything. I didn't get to yeah. do anything all cinematic. So unfortunately it age or edge of eternity was not that good. Uh, this is made by a small ish, uh, developer. They, I know that they did a lot of crowdfunding to get this game made and it seems like it's a true passion project and it was on steam, which has mixed reviews, uh, I don't know. I don't know if, if anybody out there has had good experience with Edge of Eternity, let us know. I may sounds try like, it on Game sounds Pass. Sounds like that most people haven't. <laughs> yeah. I may try it on Game Pass only because then I get actually some time to play it. But yeah. I don't know if it's really even worth that from what I've seen. But uh, just a kind of a bummer. And like I said, more so that it's a cloud-based, but nothing mentions cloud-based. That has me very nervous for No Man's Sky because we didn't see anything about it being cloud-based for No Man's Sky. But I'm wondering, I'm, I'm wondering, wondering if though, nobody if, says anything. I'm wondering if Edge of Eternity, because you said it is a very small studio, it might have just been like a weird miscommunication. Like, I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. I feel like that's it seems Nintendo's like, and the obligation. demo isn't that great. It just kind of seems questionable overall in general. Where I feel like No Man's Sky is something that that wouldn't be an oversight. Like they would state that. I don't. I mean, it seems like it would be a Nintendo obligation to say cloud based. Yeah, because it's one of the categories. Oh, you know what? Here it is. I'm looking right now at the very, very, very bottom in the small print, like Mm -hmm. under recently viewed games, like way, way down. It says internet connection, important information. This game uses cloud streaming technology. A fast, stable, and permanent internet connection is required to play it. If your internet connection becomes unstable, the servers will disconnect after a few minutes. So that's all. That's the only thing that says... That it, if so this that is cloud based, that needs to be up with like where the release date is listed and all that stuff. I it agree. Can't be down there. Yeah, that's. True. I agree. Nintendo, it doesn't say it anywhere else. See, they used to have that. I feel like in their eShop, and then ever since this change, like there's another th- issue I have with the eShop too, and how they change things is is now the DLC. Like if there's like a little DLC thing that's like three dollars, it's listed as being a totally different separate game. Like they're like have this little tag for DLC showing that it's DLC. It's I know this is a little bit of a side rant, but it's like what like what people are sitting down making these design decisions because they clearly are not asking people what is important. Well, here's a good example. So I know control is on the switch. So I was yeah. curious. So I typed mm-hmm. in control and brought it up on the eShop. And it says very prominently, and maybe again, maybe it is a development choice, but Nintendo mm-hmm. should have this enforced. It says control ultimate edition cloud version. And then it says control yeah. ultimate edition contains the main game, blah, 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 blah. But you know, right off the bat, there's even a big, like when I went into the search part of it, the... um when you're looking for the game in the in the search results, it says cloud version right there, yeah. very prominent. Mm-hmm. So, I I that maybe needs to be enforced more. Yeah. yeah, maybe it is by the discretion of the developer, but even still, it seems crazy to me that Nintendo doesn't make this a very prominent 
you know, in the info area saying like cloud-based games. Yeah. For their own, you know, for their own uh, peace of mind. Because I'm assuming a lot of people will buy that other game not seeing that fine print and want refunds. Especially if like they don't have great internet. Like that would suck. Yeah. So there you have it. That was what I've been playing. Two lackluster demos and of course the old classic Stardew Valley. Well, also Control, but. Not a Switch game. But well, still- yeah, I'm not. That's a Nintendo game, Control. Um, still notable, which is so fantastic. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> if if you decide to go and play Control on the Switch, which you can, Control is an amazing game. I'm mm-hmm. I'm absolutely loving it. So uh, that has been taking up any of my gaming time is Control. Well, there you have it. So if you would like to let us know about any of the topics we've discussed here, maybe you want to tell us about your Switch or you know the status of it. What are your thoughts on Pokemon Gen Nine? What did you think of the Kirby demo or any of the new games coming out? Please feel free to do so. Go over to nintendodispatch.com, hit the contact button, and let us know your thoughts. If you want to watch a stream, go to twitch.tv forward slash Nintendo Dispatch. If you just want to chat with us, go to Twitter at Dispatch Podcast or to our Discord, and the info for that is also on our website. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and this has been your Nintendo Dispatch.